<laughs> You're listening to the Hard Liquor and Hunting Stories podcast. Proudly brought to you by Bolt Action Coffee, Safari Club International, Calgary Chapter, and Best Set Barbers. Production assistance provided by Fighting Spirit Productions. Now, kick back with a cold one, relax, and enjoy our show. Welcome, 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 everyone. You're listening to the Hard Liquor and Hunting Stories podcast. I know, yes, we are back. It has been a little bit of a hiatus because, oh man, spring is a terrible, terrible season for everyone. Especially if you live in Canada. We don't really have spring. We have a season called wet, rain, snow, and garbage. Today we are so lucky we are joined by our fantastic, wonderful return guest, Terrell, from Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Really good friend of the show. Really good friend of mine. And we are drinking, God, I don't even know what the fuck we are drinking. Yeah, what are we going to name this? I'm not <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. It's Okay, so... Clearly, because everybody can't see, it's this Whitley Neal handcrafted gin. I got this as a gift. It's a blood orange flavored gin. So before we had everybody over, I just kind of Googled, oh, let's figure out some kind of cocktail or some spritz or something. Well, I did the genius thing. Rather than going out and getting cocktail material, I just decided to get crushed the second I got home because my wife had some friends over. So I just kind of had to make do, which is kind of the way we do things on the show. So we've got like some Prosecco here. We've got some Angostura bitters and we've got this. I don't know, Terrell Brooke. What do you guys think? Is this is this blood orange? Like, what the hell does a blood orange even taste like? <laughs> like, it's, like I don't know. Is it? It's not as orangey as you as one would think. It, it, it's an odd. It's got, a, like I said, a bit of a salty flavor to it. But uh, once you put the bitters in, I think yeah, that kind of took it up a notch. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like the first sip I had, I was like, wow, that is terrifically terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I was a little bummed out by what the flavor was, but you know, it's kind of grown on me. It's kind of growing on me, and I'm sure the more weird I get in front of the microphone, like everybody will be able to tell how great it is. Yeah, as it stands, it's not horrible. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be way worse. It could be much, much better. But you know what? I just chalk that up to my own laziness instead of my astute bartending skills. But alas, well, oh man, let's give us let's give it another good swig right before we start here. Okay. All right. Cheers to that. Oh wow, that is hard to take big pulls off. <laughs> it's uh, it's mild though. I think it's not. It could it's be not a, sharp. Yeah, it's almost like a strange, bubbly, old-fashioned. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're listening to this and you want to make your own, I would probably say don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Terrell, let's spend some time. Like uh, I, th- I think today, um, the spring bear season, I think, is all but over. Yep. Uh, we're moving into the summer here. You and I were both kind of privy to some bear hunts this year. I know you guys were backcountry hunters and anglers. We're doing a big, um, I guess, veterans meetup. And, uh, and black bear hunt, uh, I myself, I went on a separate black bear hunt because I was um, predisposed. So, uh, dude, dude, give us the brief. Fill us in, man. Like, it sounds like you guys had a, a hell of an event. Yeah, man, the lads did uh, did really well. They had a great time. Um, work certainly shit in my gravy. I, I missed the hunt, but I certainly helped organize it, um, got the crew together and, uh, and helped facilitate the plan there. Um, but the Armed Forces Initiative wanted to do some bear hunting this year. Okay. Uh, so some of our members... Uh, didn't have a lot of experience bear hunting. It was something that we wanted to pursue. Um, we looked into different options. Uh, we had uh, baiting was an option. We looked into bait, you know, setting up a bait, uh, doing some kind of a, a potluck bait where guys could come out and as long as you hunt it, you got to fill it. And uh, nice. it was actually a good idea, a good concept, but we didn't have enough guys with time, especially on the serving side. We had some guys that are actually still serving yeah. at CFB Edmonton. So time, it didn't look very good. Uh, but I do know a couple areas. I'm sure you're familiar with some of them, uh, where you can do spot stock hunting and have some good, you know, good opportunity. Yeah, like oh god, I hated it when I was in the military trying to make any plans. Like, okay, you're definitely going in June, definitely June. Okay, cool. So I can make plans before. That. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely June. Okay, uh, definitely April. Yeah. What? How about June? Okay, you know, it's getting pushed back to me. Okay, February. Okay, you got three. Well, what? what about this? Oh yeah. Yeah, and it, it definitely happened. I don't know if it was just people. Um, I, I don't know, say, speaking of their ass, they want to give you some kind of answer because, you know, in that community, some answer is always better than no answer. Yeah. Even if it is wrong. But man, does that lead to a lot of fucking Oh, yeah. The feelings. intent is there, but uh, it doesn't always fall through. So with that being said, but with half of the, the guys that did make it out were active. And so the, oh, the awesome, spot and yeah. stock choice was the way to go um, because it was all hit and miss, including myself. You know, I definitely anticipated going, but my job uh, was delayed uh, by about two weeks. So oh, I shit. Up, yeah, I got kind of screwed over. But... 
it was a success. Uh, the lads went out. Um, they met up as per at a pretty good uh, good plan. They 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 did a lot of e scouting on uh, on the hunt. Uh, I sorry, I hunter app. Um, we had our own group. I don't know if you ever utilize that app, but um, as a I'm, group, I'm familiar, but I haven't really got it. Sorry, I just Brooke, are we are we having a mic? Like I can't. I'm having a hard time hearing him in the mic. Yeah. Is can you hear me in the? Oh yeah, yeah I can, yeah. Hear, I can hear both of you guys crystal clear. But when I speak, it's muffled. Really? Okay, hold on. All right, let's take a pause here. Okay, yeah. All right. Hello, we are back after some minor technical difficulties. This is what happens when. Uh, well, I don't know. We are far from professional. We are rank amateur. And uh, <laughs> you mix and, hard liquor and technology. It, it happens. Yeah, night. yeah, absolutely. So we were at last. I think seconds ago, it would perhaps seem to our listeners, we were talking about the I. I hunter, yes. Yeah, I hunter. That's right. Yeah, we were talking about planning the bear hunt that uh, the Armed Forces Initiative did, and um, yeah, in the preliminary stages of planning, we use the I hunter app. I'm sure most of our Canadian audience uh, knows of it, especially in Alberta and Western Canada. It's extremely popular and actually a really good platform. Um, They've recently come out with uh, a beta version. It's it's super user friendly. Really good response time from the from the 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 owner or the co founders. Um, so awesome setup, but, uh, we use, use the a group, I guess a group, uh, portion of the app where you can actually create a group, Sweet. add your contacts, share waypoints within the group for a specific hunt. Uh, so we had everything planned on where we were going to camp and where we we're going to set up on, you know, A and B groups in this section here and, and so on and so forth. So we had everything really well planned and e-scouted, um, and a mutual friend of ours, Mark, uh, which is Tom yeah. and a couple of lads went up there and did some recce there and I just checked out the area. Um, and they went out to hunt the end of May, last weekend of May. And so it was, uh, the weekend prior, they went out to do some recce and it was pissing and it was similar <laughs> to the hunt. So it was real, uh, yeah, uh, real time situation, but it was uh, real wet, real mucky. Those, you know, that area gets, uh, just peppered. It's all gravel roads just to get access into here. Yeah. So, um, but they, they went through there, they checked out some of the areas, some of the areas were washed out, rivers were high. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were able to kind of pinpoint where where better alternatives were were going to be, which 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 is key. I think you know anytime you organize a hunt like that with a group, doing a, some recce, some some boot, boots on the ground projects is is definitely the way to go rather than trying to go on the fly. Um, but it worked out really well. Uh, they they found where they're going to camp. It was elevated, and um, yeah, they set everything up. We we communicated had a, had a little meeting after after they did the recce, a little after action report. And uh, the lads went off. Uh, it was a joint venture, so it was AFI organized, but they invited any of the membership that were volunteering with uh, okay. with BHA. So we had uh, kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, we had some civvies coming out, <laughs> some guys. Uh, that, but uh, it was awesome. We had the, actually the communications director for BHA. Our chapter came out, uh, new to bear hunting as well. Really cool guy. Uh, but he came out and joined us. Um, they they went out there. Um, it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, so two nights, you know, uh, roughly three days. Um, and uh, first day, they were, they were the conditions were pretty wet, but they uh, they went out. They stalked on the, the evening of Friday. Uh, no sign of bear. Well, I shouldn't say no sign. There's plenty of sign, but no sight of a bear. Okay. Uh, it was early Saturday morning. One of the guys who hadn't uh, hadn't any any experience uh, of hunting bear actually got a stalk on a bear in a cut line. Uh, he'd hiked in and um, he got within 40 to 50 yards with a black powder gun. And, oh, uh, that's so metal. I love that. Was oh, it, dude. Was he using like classic, like, I don't know, Kentucky rifle or like like kind of a modern muzzle? Oh, it wasn't flintlock or anything. And, and I'm, I'm not savvy with him. I'm a archery or I'm rifle. But oh, uh, yeah. he, he was he was bringing black powder with him. Beauty. Uh, nonetheless, he got it. He conducted a wicked stalk, got within good range and plugged the bear. Um, and... He he had gotten you know gotten a hold of the guys came up with a plan said you know got a bear down here's the waypoint they use the hunter app as planned and a couple of lads came out and uh, they searched for uh, blood found blood um, they tracked the blood for uh, they said around fifty to hundred yards and then it started tapering off so the oh. old gut wrenching uh, holy fuck we we might have an issue here type situation came in which which happens if you hunt long enough but uh, they gave it time um, they went off kind of carried on with the plan for the day and uh the the shooter and his his teammate his fire teammate came back later on to start putting a track on they tracked it all afternoon tracked it all evening and the whole gang came out the following day which was sunday last day mm-hmm. and they uh, kind of extended file went in really did a, a thorough search 
and nothing turned nothing. up. So uh, oh, shit, that's really unfortunate. I feel for the guy though, man. It like, happens, yeah. man. But it's shitty to be on the on the first opportunity you have at a bear to lose it. Um, you know, but you know when you look at uh, primitive weapons, the the I, I don't want to say that the, that the chances are higher. The but margin the margin for error is margin much slimmer. For error. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is a much slimmer. And there's oh man, you bears like God, they can take some pretty horrendous hits. That's that's a lot <laughs> to do with the two men. They're a brutally strong animal. So um, I want to say it's a success because the guys got out. They put on some good predator management. They were out there. The uh, the community was good. Uh, the camaraderie was great. Um, some of the veterans and, and active guys got a chance to hunt with uh, you know civvy side or people from the organization. They get to learn a little bit more about BHA uh, as a you know on a chapter level. And uh, all all around, really good time. Um, so, you know, we're we're happy. We're going to be continue planning hunts like this and uh, and and events like this. And thankfully, Alberta has a, an awesome population of black bear to sustain hunting and and, and uh, events like this. So, you know, all around, really good. Yeah, there oh, just the amount of bears in this province. Like I, you know, especially the further north you head, oh, away yeah. from the population centers. Like I don't know. I say that, and like every now and then, there's a bear going down Main Street here in my community. <laughs> but oh, yeah. like definitely not not a place where you can just drill one but yeah i was also <laughs> on a simultaneous bear hunt like the same weekend back in uh in may long and like the area we were into is just lousy with bears they were everywhere mm-hmm. and i don't know everybody's probably gonna hate me saying this i was really really picky i'm looking for like a seven foot plus bear like a unique bear i did not i did not have joy in that sense but you know we were out in a trapper cabin Right on a river. I'm, I'm trying to keep where I was at a little quiet because I don't want to give away anything in my good spots. <laughs> Which, I don't know, I guess could be a challenge. Like, God, you, you talk about the iHunter app. I had I had iHunter app for a while. I think I got to renew it. I think I got a new iPhone because my phone is so dated. And I feel like I would just send people to the wrong spot if I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's totally tons over here. Just, <laughs> just a fuck with them, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're hunting in the same zone as being cool. Yeah. Oh, totally check out there, man. Oh, totally yeah. check out there and like I don't know I find sometimes like when you're in a big kind of group like that it can be tough hunting yeah oh yeah you the know? organization and actually you know it never really goes perfectly how you plan it um, you know things change Part, you know whatever plans change people see something that they want to pursue and away you go but uh, you know um Having that, having that as baseline for locations and, and actually as a safety plan, like a contingency and whatnot, it's actually really good. So I got give a, give a shout out to iHunter, actually. They're pretty sweet and, and uh, I, I highly recommend you look into it. Um, but yeah. on, the, on the note of getting a funky uh, waypoint, so I think one of the first waypoints was shared by a guy in our group was totally fucking food bar. Like he was joking around. Yeah, He's was like, oh yeah, I know the area. Big boar in this area. Yesterday I was just driving yeah. through there. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, you can have a good time with it for sure. Oh, those fuck, in those group platforms. For I like sure. how it shows um, uh, landowners, which is really good. At, like if you're hunting prairie land. Yeah, well, 100. So yeah. we're here in Calgary, and we're basically southeast from here, man. You have tons of uh, of provincial grazing lease and lease land. Something that um, actually I've been a lot of done a lot of work lately uh, with BHA, just kind of investigate. But uh, there's tons of it, and if you purchase the public lands layer worth every fucking penny because yeah, yeah, for you sure. get a lot of contact information. You get a lot of really solid borders and areas and GPS grids to, to, to kind of find out, you know, where are you going to go? Who do you have to contact? And there, a lot of the restrictions that each grazing lease, you know, holder has are on there. So you have a good idea what you get into when you contact that lease holder. And, um, a lot of guys have had negative issues and that's something that we're really trying to pursue as an organization with BHA and trying to fine tune with AP because they, they manage those, those, those yeah. lands, they're public lands. Um, but I, I get it. There's, there's two sides to every story, but personally, I, you know, if you really, uh, you, you talk to the grazing lease holder, you understand the area, you've done your homework and you can tell them, Hey, like I want to come in on this road. Is that okay if I park here or whatever? If you kind of prove to the leaseholder that you've done your homework, you respect the area and you know where you want to be there. To, to me, they've been fairly helpful. Um, so, but uh, having that 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 information at your fingertips really helps. So, yeah, yeah and, like, awesome. and, and I, I think part of the issue too is, and I see this from the education standpoint. Um, a lot of a lot of folks they just think they have these unfettered access to these leases. And I'm like, well, no, you can't just show up and fucking camp there and do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's no different than if you and I had a rental property. Yeah, and somebody just showed up like, "Hey, oh, it's a lease property. I'm not gonna hang out here on your deck, bro." <laughs> like, no, fuck off. Like, get the fuck out of here. The fuck are you? 
Because, like, they can dictate, like, well, there's cattle in there. No, there's livestock. Like, you can't fucking, I don't want you shooting your fucking rifle in there. Or, like, no, like, it's fucking dry as fuck. I don't want you driving around your fucking wagon, you caveman. Like, get the fuck out. Yeah, man. And I would I would never disagree with someone that said that there's there's just as much complaints on both sides of the fence. There. Yeah. You know, when it comes to guys saying, hey, this guy's abusing this, this the, the, the rules and restrictions of this grazing lease and not allowing people on when you, when you really should. Um, there's just as many complaints on, on, yeah, on those stakeholders that are saying, hey, yeah, there's, there's issues there's, on, on this it's side. It's never too, one thing so. or the other. Yeah, there's a zillion things going on there for sure. But you know what? It's some great access for sure. Like you can get into some really cool spots. 100%. Yeah. Like uh, some, of, some of the leases I've been on are probably some of those picturesque places I've seen in Western Canada. And I had no idea they existed just mm-hmm. because they're kind of off the beaten path. Right? There's a lot of natural areas that are within grazing leases as well and, and, and yeah. right on bordering them. So yeah, it's a, it's a really good... Uh, yeah, it's a good area to know. All those leases are available to you, and uh, if you if you go through the right channels, and hopefully you don't run into issue, any issues with the leaseholders, you should be able to access a ton of uh, public land. It's so, really so, so how many guys did you have out on your bear hunt this year? Uh, I want to say about half a dozen. Yeah, half a dozen. We we anticipated okay. a lot more. We so was that was that just shooters, or was that like all your support staff and like guys come and go? Or no, was man, it, like it was max cash. Team? We didn't have a lot of support. I okay. will give it a, a massive shout out to Bolt Action Coffee because they uh, supported our caffeine <laughs> addiction. Oh, beauty, beauty. <laughs> but we had uh, we had a lot of coffee. That was about the only support we really needed. Um, but uh, no, everyone was shooters. Um, we had a couple mentors we would be designated who are experienced mm-hmm. bear hunters. Uh, guys who had experience, but this is all on a volunteer scale. These guys are, are BHA members or, or AFI members, as per. And uh, yeah, they just took the reins and said, "Yeah, I, I know how to do this. I've done this in the past, and I'll make sure that whoever does down a bear or whatever happens, we'll we'll go from there." And we had a pretty strong uh, safety plan, contingency plan, contingency plan on on safe, you know, safety and getting emergency access and et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah, so, so the mentors guys, were on went, top. You guys of went it. balls to the wall, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, and it's important to do so. Yeah. Uh, Especially when hunting something, let's call it dangerous game. You know, shit happens. It, like it, it can uh, definitely happen. Me, like God, like I, I don't know if I drive people insane or I don't know. The second I took my uniform off, the second like my my detailed planning kind of went out the door. Because like um, it was it was funny. Like I was the bear hunt I was on, like a handful of army dudes, a handful of civvies. And I was like, okay, whatever, okay, go, cool, whatever. Like I was just. <laughs> I was just so casual. These heavy dudes are like, man, like, because they, they have these stories of going out with army dudes. Like, yeah, there was a map, and they're going over this oh, and yeah. that. And I'm like, no, oh no, dude, I leave, I leave that, yeah, way behind. Like, uh, I, I don't know if it's just me. Some guys like they just, uh, I, you know, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. Me, I'm just, uh, I'm too easy going. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that you're saying that, it's kind of funny because we do have uh, probably what a split mix of guys who are still serving or active members of the Canadian Armed Forces. Yeah, you kind of see that difference, right? Yeah. And we got guys who are veterans, and uh, and and it's funny you said that because I'd say about ninety percent of the documentation that came forward for the hunt, like guys were like, "Yeah, I'll help out with that. I'll help out with this. I'll, hey, I'm going to put together a little thing. This little list here." It's all from the active guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, copy paste on like military documentation, protected me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man. Oh, man. But it was, uh, uh, it was solid. But uh, no, honestly, I, I, if anything, I would say we, we had overplanned it. Um, you know, it ended up being much more casual than we anticipated. They were talking about planning, but. Uh, it kind of needs to be in. Like, I feel like a lot of things like that. Like, I always tell guys, you got to hunt, you got to hunt, you got to hunt. But, like, I don't know, with spring bear, I don't know if you find the same thing. There are a lot of doldrums. And well, spring beer hunting. Mornings you sleep off and yeah. you have lunch and then you go two hours later than planned. And, but funnily enough, I mean, I've, I'm an experienced bear hunter and uh, I've never shot a bear in the morning. Um, you know, yeah, it happens. I, I, it happens. I, I, for it can sure. happen, yeah. You know, um, guys who have, for sure. But Afternoon, uh, evening, man. Is yeah, kinda, man. Like, and I, I don't have a whole grip of experienced bear hunting, but that's kind of the trend that I see anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. It the same, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've, I've passed noon, every one of them. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so I, sure. I don't know what it is like, like God, some of these areas you go and you see, like, I don't know, by the time you get there, it's usually late afternoon, early evening. And you're like, okay, fuck, like, do I drill one now and not even bother camping? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good time. I actually really like, you know, bear hunting. Man, I'm, I'm usually busy in the spring with work, but it's something I'd like to do a lot more. It's probably one of my favorite hunts, I think, here in Alberta, I, I quite sure. like it, yeah, for sure. Because like, the access, drive. there's not a lot of uh, pressure. There's not a lot no. of dudes out. The meat is really good. Like, oh, man, fuck. So like one year I made a bunch of bear ham. And it was great. Like, just cured the shit out of it. So, 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 how do you you just? And I've never done a cure before. I've never done a ham. So, you you brine, you yeah, brine just, the ham. Just brine the fuck out of it. Cure the fuck out of it. Smoked it. Got to temp, and then like it was almost like a charcuterie. Like, like that nice. Like, I don't know what the Brooke, What the fuck would you call it? And it's like a wine and cheese thing. 
Yeah, that's right. Charcuterie. Yeah, yeah. So it was like this really, I don't know. I will say this. I would back up a little bit because it was kind of dense. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was just the way we did it or it was just the barrel shot that year. But anyway, like, we, we served it pretty much at every fucking party and every opportunity we had, like, shortly after that. And, like, served it with mustard and, you know, all the regular accoutrements <laughs> that go with that. Yeah. And it fucking did not last long. No. Like, like we had it for shit maybe two weeks and it was all gone like this fucking huge bear oh my dog just came here hey there fang just hit me right in the wiener oh yeah yeah oh, he's oh, full yeah, retard right now he's oh, a, yeah. yeah he's a bloodthirsty killer he was <laughs> dressed like a clown well, well my oh, wife heard there was booze hey afoot and now she's doing? joining us good to see you pal yes okay yeah there's <laughs> there's some wine in the fridge i don't know if you want to try the cocktail yeah yeah, it's give it to uh, him. That'll be the that'll be the test, taste test right there. Do you want to try this stranger? Jumps the fence. It's no good. Okay, well, oh, oh, I love gin. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a little bit different. Take a small sip. Do not take a power chug. And what? It's a win. Wow, wow, we okay. Um, Maybe when it gets watered down a little bit, it's yeah, it's the ice cube melting. mark. Yeah. Yeah, wow, we actually had a lady try our cocktail and she said it wasn't terrible. Man, I feel like that's a win for me. Like, because this, this cocktail is definitely not among the strongest that I've put out before for guests, so I kind of feel like a bad host for having it out. But, oh, well, you know, you get points for trying, I guess. So, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, so, yeah, the bear. So yep. we had all this meat and, like, dude, I brought it to, like, I brought it to, like, the university, brought it to, like, hospitals and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't serving it to people lying in bed, like, on their deathbed. We're like, go to try this. Try, like, this. try this medium rare. rare. <laughs> yeah, but it was just, oh, man, it was this awesome meat. Like, it was it was really top-notch, high quality. And then, like, I got this cool little, like, Blair, or sorry, oh, hey, bear blanket. Ugh. So anyway, and then, like, I had it out, and I went I went golfing one day, and my dog ate three of the four pair, like, paws off it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was super thrilled. So, of course, you know, I had to go uh-huh. out and get another one. But, you know, that that, <laughs> that mission is yet to be filled. Because, like, I, I don't know about you, man. Like, I don't, uh, I'm one of these guys, like, I could probably shoot a bear every year, but, like, I only have so much use for bear skin. And I feel like, you know, me, if I was, like, Encino Man, I, I, I'd want the bear skin all the time. Like, I'd wear it. I'd have, like, a bear cape. I'd have bear shoes. I'd have bear skin pants. Oh, man. <laughs> I, uh, I've been tu- I've been tuned in for my, my missus about getting bear. Like, I've, I've got a couple in the house, and she's getting kind of pissed, right? She's getting bared out? Yeah, I, mean, I got to go bear hunting. And she goes, what are you going to do with the next one? But, uh, man, I tell you, like, in, in terms of animals that you can harvest or kill here in Alberta and what you can get from them, I, I think that's one of the perks of bear hunting. I mean, yeah, you have to take the fur. It's obligated. Uh, but it's it's awesome. It's an awesome trinket. You're going to pass it down. Probably your, your freaking great-grandkids are probably going to have it on your on their beds at some point, which is pretty cool. I, I remember everybody's family always had, like, a bear rug. There's always oh, yeah, one bear man. rug on the wall. Like, we're not, my Just tattered to one. fuck, but it was, you know, great-grandkids. Yeah, that, like, that, that, like, mannequin-style, like, snarl. Yeah. Like, that. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that shit? Like, or just I tan, kid, like, tan the hide. On. Yeah, that's what I do. I just tan it. I've got one tan, and, and I, I think I'll probably end up doing that from now on. But just make, like, a kind of a, a coat hanger. Have a half a dozen on, you know, within a few feet of each yeah. other. I keep thinking of like, a, you ever seen that kids in the hall where like the two guys that are out in the middle of nowhere and they're like, oh, let's go to the bar in town. Let's go to the bar in town. So they go in and the only reason I bring this up is because like there's a new kids in the hall out and <laughs> oh, fuck dude, those guys crack me up. They're just so fucking bizarre and weird. But like this guy goes in and they go to like a, a, a gay nightclub. Oh yeah. And the one little dude gets picked up by this huge fucking mountain man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he has like flashbacks to him as a boy scout being like, if you're ever attacked by a bear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, climb the hydrate. It's like he cuts back from him what trying to escape this dude and like fucking crack me up. Like, fuck, that was funny. Oh, that's awesome. But can you find that? We got to be able to play the sound for that because fuck, it was so funny, dude. And I laughed. And then the guy's buddy the next day, like, oh man, did you get laid last night? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they deliver it only the way the kids of the hall can, right? And like, oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Every time I go bear hunting, like, it's that, that story that like clip comes out and somebody has to play it. And like, okay, guys, never what to do if you're startled by a bear. Like, <laughs> Just the most yeah. ridiculous. Just relax. <laughs> yeah, finally play dead. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, oh, yeah, just like the funniest shit. I'm like, God, how the f-? like? Oh my god! Like, perfect. But yeah, like, but you know, that's etched into my brain now. Whenever I go bear hunting, like somebody inevitably puts that on. 
don't know if that's a Canadian thing because that show is like near and dear to us culturally, I guess, because it's just so fucking weird. Older, those guys now, though, they're like, they got to be in their 50s. Oh, they're like in their 60s, maybe even 70s. I don't even know how old they're like. They're they're a pretty broad range. Oh, just go over. There's there's, uh, there's some bubbly open. (laughs) Darling, there's bubbly open if you want some. Oh, okay. Well, she's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I got what I want. Fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, bear me. Oh, man. Yeah, have you seen it? Like Kids in the Hall, Bear Attack? No, I'm, I'm trying to find it. Kids in the Hall survived Bear Attack? Oh, man. I wonder if they like took it off. It's just so perfectly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a move for a good Alberta bear hunt. Now. Oh, I know, right? You're out in some pretty twangy places at times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, oh, man. I remember this one time. We're, we're in Germany and our, and our troop sergeant. There's this one bar in town, and he's like, ah, don't go to this K2 on Thursday. It's gay on Thursday. And we just, like, you know, because back in the day, people used to say something was gay if it was, like, lame or boring or, or wasn't any good. And we're like, oh, it can't be that gay. We go, and it was, like, dudes in mesh shirts dancing. And we're like, oh, it's gay on Thursday. Like, <laughs> So we're like, oh, okay, whatever. So, like, I don't know. No skin of our teeth. And then the next week, these guys are like, oh, man, how's the K2 Thursday last Thursday? And we're like, I don't know. It wasn't too bad. It was pretty gay, though. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, come on. It can't be that bad. These guys came back. They're like, dude, you didn't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome. We're like, what? what? Like, what? What's wrong with you guys? Don't be such homophobes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have a good time. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But, awesome. Oh, man, yeah. That's, every time I go bear hunting, I, like, I watch that clip. And I just I don't know why. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember why I played that for one time. And they're like, that's not funny at all. Like, <laughs> that's a good chuckle, man. And I don't know why. That makes it even funnier for me, right? Like, you tell me something <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> play, play dead. Oh, perfect. Especially in grizzly country. Did you yeah. guys get any bear meat this year? No. Uh, no, I mean, obviously, yeah. Not from the AFI group. Um, but no. I, man, I don't think I know anybody that actually... Uh, Oh shit! That 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 dusted a bear this year. Well, one of the guys just... I was out with, we had him on our show a while back. Um, so he's doing like bear sausage. I was hoping to get one to do some bear bacon because I quite like bear bacon. Yeah. And then like I know Steve Rinella and that whole meteor crew, they're they're um they're super into bear grease. For, like, I everything. yeah, bear grease. They have their own. They have the whole. They have like a whole segue, like a podcast and a brand and everything. Yeah, um, they have like a whole line on bear what's grease. What's that guy's name? Uh, He's the uh, bear hunting magazine editor, uh, nuclear, Clay, 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 Clay Newcomb. Newcomb. Yeah, that guy. Clay Newcomb. Newcomb. Yeah. Newcomb. Newcomb. Yeah, he's an know. interesting cat to listen to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, bear grease, I have yet to try that. And actually, I'm almost certain that it's, uh, it's, it's media that had a couple of videos or out or whatever, how to render it down. But I would love to do that. Yeah, I've always I wanted to try it. Because like, yeah. he talks about like using the blueberry fat <laughs> to like, I don't know, blueberry fat to like render the meat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, or sorry, he renders the fat down and he like boils the meat in it. And I remember like one of the first times I kind of stumbled He's upon cooking the show. meat in the, in the render. Yeah, 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 yeah just yeah. like off like this, this backpacker stove and it's just like cave and casino. I think the first time I saw that, like it was late at night. I can't even remember why I was up and it just happened to me. I was like, what the hell is this show? And I saw it and I immediately made me hungry for just like this aggressive cave band cuisine. I was like, oh my God, I fucking want that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder like, uh, like I could, I could get the bear fat. You know, render down, cook cook the meat, in, you know, out in the bush. But some of those meals they do, like some of the really older meat eater material. I watched, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, where he shoots this moose. I want to say it's a, it's an Alaskan, maybe not. Anyway, he shoots this moose. And he gets, uh, he cuts some of the back strap off, or maybe the tenderloins. I'm not entirely sure. But he's got some, a prime cut ready to go. And he takes a femur, you know, and... I think he might have just chucked it right straight in the fire. Chucked the femur in the fire. That's he goes after the marrow? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, he okay. cooks that in the fire while he's cooking the tenderloins, let's call it. So he makes a couple he skewers out of these loins, and he's cooking them nice and you know rare, let's call it. Then he takes the, uh, the femur, snaps it in half, and then spreads the marrow on these steaks like butter. It looks fucking delicious, but makes you wonder, actually. Yeah, man, there's all this stuff. I'd like to try, but yeah, yeah. so many things I want to uh, try. It's so many uh, years since I shot a moose, like, fuck, I got to see what my priority is. Like, shit, man, I don't even know. I I made the mistake, and this is, uh, you know, for listeners listeners out there, I'm sure some of you have hunted early versus late, and that seems to be the the trend here in Alberta. There's obviously kind of two sections that hunt moose in, but uh, I, I... Ended up sacrificing, I shouldn't say sacrificing, but I, I put a draw in for a very prime area. 
But my priority was like the very minimal to get into late season, which is easier to get into. Right. Um, and this is in fucking Moose Central. Like, I think they literally on the road going up to it. It's called the Moose Highway. I'm sure everyone God can figure, figure that out. But uh, there's like signs for it on the highway. Watch out for moose. And we didn't see a bloody thing um, and hunted hard. Uh, Fuck. Yeah, hard. Uh, but early season for me, I don't know about you, but uh, I've had luck at early season every time we've ever had a tag. Um, you know, it seems to be the way to go. I don't think I'll ever do a, a late season hunt for moose. So we're at or X's. I got to find out from someone how the fuck to get them. We're at access. I think it was like probably five or six priority five or six. So I got drawn at I think five or six. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was a number of years ago. And I got last day rifle season. Very last fucking day. And like, I don't know if I shared the story on the podcast before or not, but like, um, so I got this moose and he, and you know, like I was driving a fucking soccer mom mobile at the time <laughs> yes. and all these friends whining are just like, ah oh, man, like if you need anything to worry, I'll fucking be there, man. And like, we weren't that far out of town, not that far out of town at all. And nobody's fucking expecting me to get shit, which is fair. Like if I was betting, man, I would bet against myself in that scenario. So I go out. And I'm with my friend's dad and his grandfather, and then this other buddy of mine who I who I knew from school and I knew from the military. So anyway, so like you know, we we sat in our stand first thing in the morning. Like like I'm I'm saying stand in the most casual sense of the area we were hanging out, and we didn't have any like formal stands or anything. Up. So then we go, and they're like, hey, well we'll kind of walk towards you. Here's wrestling. I look up. There's a fucking junior moose right there. So I just fucking drill this fucking thing. Goes like twenty feet. Drops dead down. I was like, oh man, fuck, crazy. Like, I'm so jacked. And there's no one there. So, of course, I have to film myself talking about how jacked I am. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Just so lit up. And I had this stupid mustache. It was fucking perfect. And then. No uh, mustache is stupid. Oh, Jesus it was well, it was pretty. It was pretty greasy. Man, they serve it. a purpose no matter what. <laughs> it kept my lip warm. So then, like, I turn around. You know, I'm like going back to my bag because, like, I had like this backpack with me. And I go to get it and like a text my buddy because like we still had service where we were at. I was like, hey, I got my fucking moose. Awesome. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll be there like real quick. So I grab my bag and then I hear this rustling and I'm like, oh, fuck. The boys made it here pretty quick. I turn around and there's this fucking whitetail standing in the exact same spot I shot my moose. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I let him have it. I take ass. So I drilled him and he just fucking dropped dead right there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, like I get my phone blows up like almost immediately. Like, oh, did you have to put more in him? Yeah, I put more. I was like, no, no, better. So they show up, they're like, oh, Jesus, no way. So then, like, I text my two buddies who were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking good at the truck, man. No, they fucking weren't there, man. Oh, uh, oh sorry, something something came like. Damn. So I'm there in this soccer ball mobile, and this buddy of mine who's like six foot seven, and we're like, we're not exactly small dudes. We're like, oh, fuck, how the fuck are we going to fit this moose and this whitetail in this thing? <laughs> yeah. And my buddy's dad, his oh, grandfather's man. like, why the fuck would you guys bring that out? And I, like, showed him because, like, it was one of his sons who said he would help me. He's like, ah. Just kind of, <laughs> and they were out there for a little bit longer, right? So they couldn't really lend us a hand, which is fair, right? Like I kind of so break those things down is a lot of work, man. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, my one buddy is pretty new hunting, and I'm like shoulder deep into this moose, just like cleaning it up. He's like, "Oh man, it's pretty rough." I'm like, "What? What's your problem?" <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> got the moose, like got the moose done. Got it, got it in the wagon because it was a pretty fucking big wagon. Like it's a seven seater, so like you know, there's space in it, right? <laughs> So then, Secret like every quarter, <laughs> yeah. So cut the moose in half, took the hawks off, got it. It was a junior moose too. Like it wasn't a big fuck off trophy moose. Mm-hmm. It was just like these dishes that could reach yep. fucking aliens. But you know, like I was happy with it. It was either that moose or no moose, and oh fuck, I was so pumped. The meat was so good. So then we like get the white tail in there, which takes no time. And we're driving back, and like you can just see how fucking loaded the wagon is. There's just these two fucking <laughs> huge fucking guys. And then uh, we went through like a drive-through somewhere, and like you know we were wearing winter cam, but it's just like covered head to toe in blood, like going through like a Starbucks <laughs> drive-through. Because I don't know what it is. Like I know lots of people share Starbucks, but there's just something about being so out of place at a Starbucks that I seem to enjoy. It's very novel for me. And then um, <laughs> so we we brought it to it. my buddy's garage that year. It was kind of like our abattoir to do like all our butchering, right? So anyway, we cut it all up there had some carcasses there so like i don't know it was a few days later because we just let the carcasses clean out and we go to get rid of them and my my wife was super fucking hungover like aggressively hungover so like, oh, i'll come with you i was like okay are you sure you know what you're dealing with here <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the same mom mobile there and oh my god yeah it was like an old dumpster and she's kind of like got rid of them so it was like fucking hauling a dead body around town and no one said a thing like we went yeah and of course like i had to go to starbucks again (laughs) (laughs) oh perfect man yeah and i go to starbucks for no other reason other than the tim hortons line is always way too long and i don't like tim hortons coffee like and their food but like i know that may be controversial but like at the same time like 
it's it's way more fun to like I don't know mess with Starbucks people I guess I don't know this is man I, I don't know what what it is it what it is about A and W that pe- people don't take advantage of their breakfast and their coffee is fucking A one oh they're everywhere they're everywhere though I think that's the thing right like uh, I don't know about you but like when I go to fancy countries I get pissed how there's not an A and W on every corner I'll tell you what man <laughs> I, I just came off a job in Regina I was in Regina and yeah I used to leave my place every morning and I drive past an A&W and a Tim Hortons within a, I'm not even exaggerating within a hundred yards of each other. They're across a major road. Mind Everywhere. You. But a Tim Hortons and an A&W across from each other. And at Tim Hortons, if you went to get a coffee, you'd wait for like 30 fucking minutes, man. Yeah. Dude, that A&W awful. crickets. No one's there, man. It's they got breakfast. They got all kinds of good stuff. It's usually a sign, though, man. man. Yeah, it is. It's decent now. It used to be just liquid rotorooter and poison. Like I remember drinking it and be like, (laughs) it's liquid when it comes out. Yeah, it hurts. It's fucking (laughs) awful. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I'm, I don't know, man. It's all biased, but I, I like A and W, man. I'm a, I remember when you're fuck. We were going on a hunt, and like my buddy's like, "Okay, what time do I got to be there at?" And he was pretty new, and I was like, "Okay, well, we're leaving." That was some stupid time. We're leaving at like three thirty in the morning because it's a bit of a drive. So he fucking calls me at six thirty. Hey, uh, where are you guys? Like, you guys want anything for fucking McDonald's or something? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Dude? Like, we left like three hours ago. <laughs> like, we're out in the field. Goes low though, but yeah, I messaged you at fucking three twenty. 3.30, 4 a.m. And you fucking didn't reply. Like, we're not going to sit there fucking wait for you and miss miss fucking prime time. No, no bueno. Yeah, so long story short, that guy <laughs> doesn't get invited anywhere. He's in the echelon, as they say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the way to go. I, I um, So, wait, wait. So, we just went through draw season. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get back to hunting rather than just the greasy fast food I love to enjoy and hurt my guts on the road with. So bear season is over. I, I'm yep. sure it's over for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. uh, draws are open um, here for the next few days. I think. Um, what's what's your plan for the fall, man? Like, where what are you looking forward to? Well, I uh, I'm gonna nine nine nine, and as we say in Alberta, which is basically just trying to increase a lot of your priority for buying priority and a lot of it general. this year. Uh, I had some pretty good draws last year. But um, I'm also missing uh, a large portion of my early season this year because of, of work. Uh, I've been avoiding it like the plague, but I'm going to have to be out of country for, for a little bit of time there, um, September and, and majority of October. So this year, I've kind of taken it easy. I've, I've put in for a couple draws in uh, southern Alberta. Actually, a couple of new w- WMUs along the same system or at least the same watershed as I'm used to. Um, but uh, we're going to hit up some good areas down there. Um, along actually oh, i don't mind coming out and saying it. it'll be along the milk river there okay yeah like right on the edge of montana then yeah tons of uh yeah. lease land down there Beauty. um and i've got i've got draws for antlerless you know i've been I'm putting in for 999ing antlerless whitetail and, and, and mule deer for quite some time i buy undersubscribed all the time for it's for a draw mule. it's a draw for whitetail down there hey antlerless yeah yeah um, so it didn't used to be like 10 years ago you could just get a general but now it's they're fucking hard to see out there, man. Like I haven't seen. Well, actually, last year was the first time I saw whitetail in the hundred series for a long time. I find them up on the high ground. Like, well, I shouldn't say high ground, but on the on the actual flatland or okay, over the yeah. farmland. You go down into the coolies, and when it gets rough, that's where you find a lot of mule yeah. deer. At least that's my, from my experience. Um, but again, I think I was just telling you before the podcast. A buddy of mine shot a cranker out of a coolie last year. We were waiting there in the morning for mule deer from me. I had an antler mm-hmm. antlered mule deer tag, and. Uh, we were waiting a coolie for, for the mule deer to roll in, you know. But sure as shit, a group of whitetail came in, and God I had already damn, shot my general. Uh, so my buddy took a really nice 5x5 five five off the fly. It was actually his first uh, whitetail buck. Oh, beauty. Yeah, he's actually a good lad. You should have him on here sometime. He's an, uh, an Australian lad. Oh, crikey. And he likes, oh, yeah. He likes his hard liquor, and he likes hunting stories. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I've given him a few. <laughs> I've made him learn a couple of hard lessons. So. Oh, fuck. We were chock full of that, man. Oh, my God. Last year. I don't know. Fuck. Did we talk about last hunting season at all on the show? I can't even remember, man. I don't remember what our last episode was. We, we, it was when we had Scrandy on. We were talking about his dog. and I, I don't oh, even know. Do yeah. we, we talk about God, man. It's been a while since we... <laughs> yeah, have we been on hiatus that long yeah, <laughs> or has it just been that much liquor that we've just purged our brain of every conversation we've ever had <laughs> it's hard to remember episodes when the title's hard liquor hunting stories man. you know it's really it really yeah. takes off in weird phases like oh, we have fans in India what the fuck is that? say what yeah yeah we have <laughs> listeners in India hey listeners in India thank you but like um, yeah yeah we have some really really strange places that just show up every now and then which you know I'm totally cool with like man they're into it beauty like 
I, uh, I just lent a, a collection of Rudyard Kipling books, or sorry, stories rather, to uh, to a friend today, and like, there's all these crazy stories in there, man. Like, I'm just yeah, you know, old uh, the old Raj in India there, and I'm just like, oh man, that must have been just a wild time. But I don't know. I'm sure these stories are are written with rose colored glasses. I'm sure it was actually quite <laughs> quite trying and difficult times for everyone in in more ways than one for sure. But like, um, oh man. Where's it going? This yeah, talking, so yeah, we're talking. So this year, so like last year, like everybody I hunt with, pretty much like got drawn out the asshole where there almost just wasn't enough days, and most people I hunt with, they're shot. Like God, I love shotgun hunting, but like this year, I know we got tons of rain now. Like we're out working on the farm this year. Um, it was dry, man. It was pretty dry in southern Alberta. So like all the ponds we hit, we hop, we shoot. Like they were non-existent, which is the first time I've ever seen that. Really. So that was a little depressing. So I'm not sure what waterfowling is going to look like this year. I got buddies peer pressure in me to pick up a bow. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, yeah here's that. Why the fuck don't you, man? I, you know what? I think it's just because I like small game. But you know what? I'm not doing it at, at the... Uh, well, I shot my most expensive grouse last year with a bow. Oh, beauty. That was a pricey arrow, my friend. Oh, it was the arrow and the sunglasses that went with it. <laughs> oh, beauty. <laughs> I had this... Uh, I was actually hiking in to set up a tree stand for a uh, mentored hunt for AFI. I went up to set up some tree stands, some blinds. A lot of guys hadn't tried or hadn't hunted from a, a blind right. and hadn't, hadn't hunted from a, a tree stand. So I went to set some some stuff. I had the season open. I'm like, well, I'll bring my bow, you know, see what happens. And um, going in, dragging the sled with this tree stand in. And, and sure as shit, there's this grouse in this tree. Yeah. Just, and, just doing top ups. That a boy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I saw I saw a grouse in the tree. It was like ten yards away. I was like, "Well, I can get this grouse. Yeah, I got the bow here. Let's do this." I took off the took off the the um, the broadhead, put on a field tip. You know, take this grouse. Out. Yeah, and uh, it was a, a higher end arrow. It's pretty expensive to to, to begin with. I had uh, put on some really good veins on it. I, you know, custom vein and I do my own veins and stuff like that. So I put some time into the arrow and I had a illuminated knock on the thing, which is, oh, yeah, yeah, the they're fancy. not cheap either. So no, that, no, no, well, no. whatever. Anyway, I'll let it fly, plug this grouse and down she went and, uh, packed up the grouse and tried to find the arrow. Arrow's gone, which I kind of figured it would be anyway, in pretty thick brush and carried on. Well, what I realized about a hundred yards later was that, when I shot the grouse, I had taken off my brand new Oakley prescription sunglasses and put them on, just kind of hung them on my bino harness. Oh, <laughs> no. And they were no longer there. So I turned around and, and you know, found where I had shot at this grouse and where I would packed it out. And, and I don't know, man, they, they got fucking eaten by the grass. They were gone. Long gone, man. Don't, don't feel bad, dude. I did, I did the same thing in South Africa. I sat down <laughs> my fucking Oakleys on a rock to go shoot a spring buck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, totally remember they're there. And then in the moment of excitement or just ill will and stupidity, you're like, fuck. So now all my hunting shades <laughs> yeah. have like the dad strap. Oh, yeah. The dad on vacation. Yeah. But like I try to get With the every bit of embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try to get the straps that like are, are novelty or promotional items. So like I think I had one that's like wine are us and it's like these horrible purple color. Nice, nice. Set a trend, set a trend. I like it. Yeah, I think I was hunting in like a twisted T pair of shades with like a twisted T matching dad's draft one year. Oh yeah, and uh, the buddies are with her. Like, dude, you gotta you gotta take those off. Like, you can't you can't have those in the photos. I said, wow, they're high vest, they're pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they were just fucking tragic. Yeah, dude, I've totally lost. Speaking of uh, speaking of a small game, we were kind of on that on that note there. My my son has just turned ten. I'm gonna get him on the uh, Ahia course there, Ooh. do the online course, and get him on some small game this year. Is that among among getting a couple antler list tags or draws down yeah, south? Get him in there, yeah. I'm gonna uh, make sure he he gets on board. I've actually got uh, a really nice 410 pump from Mossberg for him. Ooh. He shot uh, 22 quite a bit, so we've got a couple couple wicked weapons for for small game, and he's accustomed uh, to. But uh, yeah, another priority is get him out and get him out in the bush, go after some small game. He'll be the bird boy. Beauty. And, uh, <laughs> Has he got the bloodlust yet? Like, uh, ah, yeah. Well, we were on, actually, yeah, we were on some private property a couple of years back, and just a family member of ours, and um, and we shot, or he shot, I should say, a red squirrel. Um, funnily enough, if you ever look at the fucking regulations, and this, I mean, maybe this is savvy to other people, but red squirrel are, you can only shoot them or hunt them on private property. You can't shoot them on public lands. 
uh, kind of funny thing. But uh, I think it's, I think it's because they're native, and I think it's black squirrels or they're yeah. the, the invasive ones. Yeah, yeah. But it you know for whatever reason I'm not savvy with the reasoning or the biology behind so, uh, this decision. But uh, well, when you travel overseas, there they have a, they have a big sport called catapulting, or as we call it, slingshotting. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So small game hunting with slingshots, or as they call them, catapults, is like a big sport there. Okay. And they have these like, oh man, they almost look like cartoon slingshots. They're so strange, and I just don't trust them at all to like just whip <laughs> the ball bearing back and just like KO me in the eye or face. But these dudes, man, some of the shots they make, like they go like nail pigeons, they do pass control, what? like they hunt small game with them, and these guys are just elite level status. Just no way. Yeah, like they're they're draw Jedi almost, level slingshots. Yeah, it almost looks like their draw is like it, it's so analogous to bow hunting. Like, and their release is just so tip top. And I'm like, how in the fuck are they sending it like that? <laughs> and it's it's like an like. It's a thing yep. that they do, man. And it's like they, they have like these certain bands. There's a whole like. There's oh, that's a, awesome. Yeah, there's a whole like group of devotees. Very cool. To this this type of hunting. And like um, I have a friend who lives up north. And I guess in Yellowknife, you can hunt small game with a slingshot inside city limits. Oh, yeah. So one of the things him and his buddies would do is they go like slingshot whatever the fucking small game was. <laughs> and they would go do it. And one of the areas just happened to be where a bunch of tour bus come by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so perfect. Like, so they have these like small game belts, just with like all these packing like, all these squirrels in their pouches, small birds, and all this weird shit off them, and people are taking pictures of them, like they're just these insane hillbillies they've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful! Yeah, we, uh, yeah, my son, he shot a, a red squirrel, and yeah, we brought it back. You know, I'm trying to teach him ethics. You know, take, yeah, take yeah, it back. Yeah, let's try this it, out. Yeah. Keep the tail. Let's get the guts out. Let's get this thing quartered and chopped up. Have you ever eaten squirrel? Um, I have, I have, and uh, it's you like know, uh, it's dark, not terrible. It's like a chewy dark chicken thigh. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, like I had it. I had it done like a slow cooker, and it was almost like pulled pork. Oh, we did. We just pan fried it. I put it in a little bit of flour, okay. a little bit of salt and pepper, and pan fried it. Fuck, the kids loved it. it was, oh, actually, awesome. it's really not bad. Yeah, there's like a zillion different preparations. I'm not. I can't say I'm super familiar with them. Like, um, because there's other friend who used to just fucking just have all of them, and uh, he would just put them in his slow cooker. Oh, yeah. For like the whole day to just like render everything down. And then like you just put a, like just have like a little sandwich after and it was like having a pulled pork sandwich. It's pretty Very good. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Pretty neutral meat. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. You got him going and I'm sure he's super keen, right? Like, Yeah. It'll be fun to get him out. It'll be good. And my uh, my dad will be joining us as well. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be three generations of oh, hunters together, which that's is pretty, awesome, pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool for my dad. Pretty cool for my son. So that's, that's definitely one of the hunts we're going to pursue this year. But uh other than that, man, just general tags and a couple draws down south for this, and that's it, man. It'll be pretty uh, pretty mild this year, I think, just because of the lack of my season. Awesome. Well, I'm rolling the dice. I'm trying a whole new area this year. So okay. we'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, what, uh, what's the goal? I don't know yet. I'm still deciding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to get an elk this year. Elk. It'll be red, yeah. That was, a, that was a priority for me um, early season. If I hadn't gone to work, we were looking at some areas, but I'd love to go for elk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to get one with a rifle, but like it's it's harder to see in rifle season. Uh, bow season, like when you get them in the rut, you can call them, you can kind of place, mm-hmm. you can kind of pin mm-hmm. them in this area a little more. During rifle season, they just fucking move too much, man. Well, pick up a stick and string. Let's go. I might have to. I might have to pick up my, my evil hop of death and, and, and kind of get in the game. After last year, like, God, I don't know. I don't know if I shared the, the story of my bum shoulder with our listeners. At all. I had these like weird stones. Yeah, I don't know. Because usually like at the end of these episodes, I'm like, what the fuck did we talk about? <laughs> usually it's just a brain wipe every time. And then we go back to the black box. We're like, oh, man, what the hell happened there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's edit that down. I don't know where that was going. You get an hour out of that two-hour conversation. Yeah, but oh, dude, I had like these stones horn in my shoulder. So I couldn't like had a hard time like shouldering my rifle like i could fire but not really well so like i don't know i was lucky to get a deer this year or sorry last season i had tags for two but after after that i was like okay no no i can't pummel this anymore so after a long series of months healing and medical procedures my arm is okay for now so <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll if see you, what happened which which arm was it it's my right arm but like so i'm right-handed but i'm actually uh, when it comes to a bow i'm a left-handed draw because you're which which eye dominant? Are you? I am a left eye dominant, uh-huh. and I'm a right-handed yeah. shooter. But it's just you know what I I think it goes back to that old suction cup bow and arrow you get as a kid, like back in the eighties, where it's like five dollars at every gas station. Mm-hmm. It's like the last minute birthday present you got from somebody who forgot it was your birthday, <laughs> and it would break almost immediately. So you got like three or four shots before it was ruined. 
So like I, I don't know what it is just from like that time, like the whole the whole right handed draw that just feels weird to me as mm-hmm. a right handed where it's just like eh, single hand point. But I like I, I don't know, I'm I'm far from unusual in that sense. But like yeah, you know, I just haven't picked it up. Like my wife and her family, they're super into bows. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm just like, uh so they go all go out and they're just whipping it with these recurves. So I'm like, uh <laughs> <laughs> Get it's, into it, man. Start de- throwing them down. It's definitely range. a discipline, man. Like, uh, yeah, it's a lot. Like, I wish I lived in a more kind of remote spot because then I would just, you know, I would just send it down, down my space. Yeah, wake regularly. up in your house coat, grab a coffee, and lob one past yeah. the neighbor's backyard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, just grip it, right? Just send yeah. it. Because like some of the, some of the shots guys make, man, and just like the capability and like I don't know. I probably shared the story. I know, I know. I don't want to say these people are friends. They're just these guys I know. Who've been hunting for like twelve years? I think between them, they have one deer with a fucking bow, and almost as many with a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, like you said, it's a discipline. There's definitely more practice that would be required. You yeah. know, in comparison, to put the rifle away and make sure it's zeroed in the way you go next year. But, but uh, honestly, you kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes to technology and what they're capable of nowadays, especially for guys just getting into it. They're worried about, okay, well, I'm only drawing 60 pounds and this guy over here is drawing 80. Um, but you'd be, you'd be surprised on, on what an arrow can do now, you know, or what, what, you know, technology and what we know now and how they can penetrate and go through and get passed through shots at 60 pounds, 65 pounds. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah like me, cause I got a bum shoulder. Like I'd probably dial it down. I'd probably do 45, 50 max. Just because I don't want to have that problem where I'm just punching myself with the fucking harp when I let go. Yeah, <laughs> something, something gives way. Because, like, God, dude, I hurt my shoulder. It was actually out on a hunt. I was out on a goose hunt. And I made the joke, like, one of the farmers we were staying with, they were talking about, like, this lady in their Lions Club or hurt themselves stepping off a ladder weird. Like, broke her ankle just on a weird weird oh, twist. Dude, it doesn't take much. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel that. I can hurt myself rolling over in bed. So that night I'm sitting in the RV, I roll over and something fucky happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. And I'm like, oh, no. Getting no, old, Mark. Myself I, included. I just had to say that. I just had to say that. And the fucking universe heard me and fucked me right for that. Like, <laughs> oh, you think we're that bought now, fuck bag? Right. Just, just wrecked me. And like, you know, we're firing fucking like, th- like three and a half goose shot and all these snow geese come in and I'm like oh no yeah I could barely shoulder my my shotgun for the hunt so I just like put my gun in my lap and I just called and like those familiar with our uh, our Instagram page we didn't have too many flights coming to play that day they were just over us like there's probably like I don't know several thousand snow geese wow. just over over top of us they just would not decoy that day uh. like we had a few we had a few opportunities but not not a ton. Like I've been on some, like I've been on a handful of snow goose hunts. Which the reason I've only been on a handful is because, like, I you know I can totally like spring snow goose season is pretty cool. It's like a good off season that you can go and get to. It's it's work for sure. It's a work. It's a it's a chore. It's a bit of a drive. It's a bit of a hike. It's a bit of a commitment for sure. Whereas like if you're going out for like just like regular waterfowl during the season, like the payoff is a little bit better. It's a little more accessible. And uh, you don't have to pummel yourself, but like I, I know, I say I say this with like a bad day of snow geese hunting. Like I think me and my wife dropped like forty eight snow geese. Jesus, yeah, on a bad morning. Like, yeah, that's a bad morning. Like I feel like an asshole saying that because that's a shitload of birds. That's a shitload of birds. Yep, you ain't gonna starve. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Right, and like our hunting party had so fucking many birds, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, now the chore really starts. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm not savvy with it. I don't uh, I do not do a lot of bird hunting, especially, you know, ducks and geese. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 snow geese in particular, you see a ton come in from guys going out for them. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, uh, dude, we'll have to, we'll have to get you out because, like, um, I think I'm already registered for a couple of pheasant fests this year. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, seeing the dog work and, like, it's not a lot of shooting. It's not a lot of walking. Your hunt could be over in 10 minutes, which is oh, really, yeah. you know, it can be pretty harvesty. But, like, here in Alberta, like, it's really cool. Like, there's places you can go. Like, we talked about this with Scrandy when he was on about how, like, Alberta stocks certain area with pheasants. Yeah. So, if you go on a pheasant release day, you're like, oh, man, you feel like you're like you some pretentious, like, like 
European super wealthy dude is like, oh yeah, I'm going to my Australia. and like, you know, don't get me wrong, I like that. Like, <laughs> you're not, you're not getting, you're not getting the the white the white glove treatment by any means. But like, dude, you're just going out and shooting shooting birds, and it's a good time. On that note of releasing birds, have you uh, paid much attention to turkey incoming to Alberta? No, so I I'm like a priority eight, I think, for Merriam's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they brought in a. What's what's the scoop? Like like I, fill I, us I in. Think, man. I want to say it's Manitoba. I want to say they brought in a bunch of of turkey from Manitoba and they started releasing them here in Alberta. Oh, but no that way. is a thing. They are releasing turkey here in Alberta from out of province and trying to bump up those numbers and uh, get them going. So your your priority might be a little more valuable as it uh, pops up in the next few years. Because you so go stand to, by, buddy. Shit, because you go like um, down by like Pincher Creek, Colehurst, mm-hmm. kind of Frank Cypress area. Hills, Frank, all those areas. Yeah, there's, there's a there are turkey down there. And uh, another thing too, actually, this is kind of interesting. I don't know if anyway, you know, a lot of our listeners know this, but uh, you can get a an out of province small game license in British Columbia, and they've got uh, quite a few turkey up there. There uh, are, yeah, yeah, like in the interior, yeah. like in the Kootenays, mm-hmm. so you can see a shitload. Yeah, like, so you can yeah, hunt the them there yeah. all the time. But uh, it would be fucking awesome to be able to hunt them here in the province. So yeah, yeah that say, priority ten might not be needed in a few years here. Oh man, I gotta burn it. Yeah, like you know, I always got it because I just didn't know a place to go yet, and I was like, well, by the time I get the priority, I'll have a, I'll have a spot. And mm-hmm. I still don't. I still don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> but but hey, like I, I got a couple friends who uh, who have status, so like hopefully I can tag along with them in the future and uh, and get See something. Because like them. turkey hunting is something I've been so curious on. Like, have you ever been on one? Like, I, yeah. I, I have friends Never. from Tampa go to BC and they're like, dude, it's it's really cool. It's really good. Yeah, I know a couple guys that uh, go to BC and they're quite successful every year. Um, so your buddies who go because my buddies who go, they're all uh, aggressive bow hunters. Yeah, my yeah. Actually, yeah, it's funny enough. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They don't hunt. Actually, they don't hunt turkey with a bow, but they're no, no. Like my buddies don't hunt with a bow. They don't. Or sorry, they they don't hunt turkey with a bow. Like they but they're bow, bow hunters. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. no, it's a real crossover. It's mm-hmm. just a shotgun. I was like, oh shit. Like I'm I'm curious. Like because like it's such a I know it's almost like an obsession in some parts of the states. Like turkey season to some guys like. Oh yeah, that's 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 their thing. Yeah, <laughs> spring turkey. Yeah, and and I see it like. All online, all through social media, I'm a little bit jealous. Like, you know, I'm not a little bit. I'm super jealous. Like, that's the season, this beautiful season they get. Yeah. Yeah, no, you get them coming out of the roost and uh, you calling them in and having them, having them return, you know, rebuttal back to you and, and figuring out where you're at. It sounds pretty cool. There was, uh, we had a call, like, I guess a calling contest here in the province with uh, with our organization not too long ago. Or awesome. In North America. And, uh, yeah, one of the guys, the gentleman I'm actually talking about who hunts uh, turkeys quite you know, religiously, he, he did pretty well in, in terms of uh, the competition in North America. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a whole new, it's a whole niche. I think just the whole idea of calling them in and, and having, you know, something that's so attuned, uh, you know, by, by sound and vision, that they are born to see predation. They know what's coming after them and they're super skittish. So it makes it quite a challenging hunt by the sounds of it. I too would like to, to get into it. Sounds like an awesome hunt. Shit, we'll have to look around, man. Like, cause I know through my SCI chapter, or maybe through PF, we could probably visit forever. Maybe we could find a turkey. Yeah, fuck, one. Mark. Let's go and rookie the shit fuck, out of it. Oh, dude, I would rookie the shit out <laughs> of it. That's not like, a turkey. Like, like, like <laughs> bring my old calls, just really make a fucking muck of it. Like that that weird hinge door thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just make that fucking horrible. Yeah, noise. I'm down, man. Let me know. Yeah, and like I've been duck hunting for a very, very long time, and don't ask me to call. I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just squawks and shits and putts, but I don't know. It'll serve like turkey calling. I can only imagine how much worse I can be, and I just want to know how horrible I sound in those ears. <laughs> but it seems like I don't know. Like turkey numbers are supposed to be way up, so like I'm, I'm very curious. I don't know why they don't make it here, or I just you know I just don't know enough. I just don't know enough about them. I don't even know what I don't know about them, but I'm sure it is plenty. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's worth looking into. Um. Like I said, they're definitely pursuing it here in Alberta to bring more in. So yeah, like the big hunt I'm looking forward to. Like I'm doing, uh, I'm heading up north, so I'm doing three days fishing before the waterfowl season starts up in the far north, so okay. on Great Slave Lake, so Northwest Territories. Yeah. So we're flying in, so it's three days fishing, and then we're going to shoot for three days, and then fly on back. So that's uh oh man, I'm so looking forward to that. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Like I love, I love the north. Like God, I just uh. And when it, when it comes to accessible hunting in the north, it's quite it's quite difficult because like the price can be pretty pretty bug out your Steep, eyes. Yeah. yeah, but when it comes to like water, oh, so is a carton of milk up there, man. Everything's pricey up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like for big game, it's pretty. Uh, it can be pretty tough. Like, geez, you can go hunt 
internationally for for much um, for a more modest price for sure. Mm-hmm. That said, you can shoot a moose up north. That's <laughs> you might quit moose hunting after that because I don't think anything will touch what you take home. <laughs> yeah, you'll set that kind of precedent for sure. Yeah, yeah big no, animals. Eh? Yeah, and that's what really blows your hair back, which you know I totally get for sure. But like, if you're looking for an accessible one, like definitely those small game where you can like tack on a fishing trip and like maybe hit the waterfowl season. Like it's supposed to be really good. Like I don't know. I'll, I'm sure I'll. I'll get super crushed and talk about either how much I loved it or how much it annoyed me that I shot poorly in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, shit, we're coming out to an hour and I'm like, oh man, I'm feeling way too crushed. As much as I like to chirp the cocktail that we had, fuck, is it putting me down? Yeah. (laughs) It's a real panty dropper here, Mark. We put a a bottle cap on this one. So when it comes to backcountry, hunters and anglers, Alberta, what do you you guys got in the pipeline in in the near to midterm? You know, um, as an organization, we, we were uh, we actually got undergone some some changes in, in in leadership structure, but for the best, I think we've got uh, a great team right now. Um, we got some really good contacts within the, the province right now, so so communications are high, and we're starting to collaborate. I think uh, we're definitely the new kid on the block in terms mm-hmm. of uh, length of time here in the in the province. There's some organizations here that have been around for a lot longer than us, and, and we're reaching out and looking into collaborations with some of these organizations to draw light on some of the projects that we are undertaking. Yeah, like we, we talked offline, like I got some, mm-hmm. like, because I, I will say this, uh, you guys are definitely a younger organization mm-hmm. than, than a lot you see. Not just in, not just in, in length of time here, but well, well, I'll tell you I, about I, the I, membership, I just mean too. membership, that's, oh, what, yeah, that's yeah, more what I'm at. Yeah, Both, but, yeah, and all of the above, we're... we're uh, we're young, and I think a, a, a lot of people outside of the organization look at that, um, you know, in both positive and negative light. Sometimes you look at the new generation; it's like a, it's like a Gen X looking at a millennial. Man, what, a, what the fuck's going on? But, <laughs> and, and and I yeah, I, yeah. I, I can yeah, sympathize I with that myself included. Um, you know, when when you look at the new organization, there's obviously going to be bumps, and and uh, you know, people look at it in, in a different way, but. Uh, I can tell you this, that uh, BHA is a solid organization. They're here to stay. Yeah. And uh, they care about... Hey, man, if you hunt on public land and you care about your hunting um, here in the province, you know, look into the chapter and reach out. Say, what what the hell are you guys doing? You know, I it's good for you guys to scrutinize uh, organizations like this to see what they are up to. Um, you know, so they... Uh, they are absolutely for hunting on public lands. They are absolutely for increasing access to public lands. So if you're a public land hunter, definitely look into it. And they're looking into collaborations. They're all for conservation projects. They're trying to work with uh, other organizations with the province and trying to keep the game and uh, the ecosystems around that sustain our hunting and angling going. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on them. Uh, AFI have done a you know Armed Forces Initiative, which I'm kind of partial to, obviously. For What? No way. Yeah, you, you don't fucking <laughs> say. But, um, Beauty. We we're trying to get, uh, as you can tell with the bear hunt, we're, we're getting into more active pursuits. So mm-hmm. boots on the ground and, and opening up opportunities for veterans and active guys to get involved with. So a lot of hunts. But at the, and in the limelight here, what people don't see that we've actually been really trying to increase ac- access and ability for, for veterans and uh, active guys to hunt. You know, we, we've certainly av- advocated directly with AP and I would say with positive response to get some incentives for veterans and, and active members here in the, in the province. Uh, yeah, because I think you look at Saskatchewan, like uh, mm-hmm. you, you can get like a free tag or yeah for 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 bear hunting licenses. Um, I know bear in particular anywhere across Canada. If you are a veteran, like if you're a veteran from Newfoundland, you come out to, to Saskatchewan, grab a tag for free, and away you go. Um, so you know that that we use that as firepower when we drafted a position to the uh, Alberta Environment Parks, and uh, it was received well. You know, there's we're not. There's actually, you know, there's Saskatchewan, Ontario, there's a couple of provinces that have done this already. And I think we go, I want to say, when you look at the community of veterans and, and active members here in Alberta, we, we have roughly around 72,000 people in, in the military community. That's a huge contingent to, to show appreciation it's to. So, so I hope, and I, I'm confident that they are going to receive that well and, and pursue that in the near future. So I'll pay attention to that. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, for uh, sure, man. That's we're awesome. not going to stop there, man. Um, I can tell you right now, something that we'd really like to see is a, a mimic of what the United States has done. So we're a North American committee, basically. So AFI yeah. is, is the United States. We, we communicate with them. They also hear it. Well, in the well country, we, we've got quite a few listeners uh, down in Texas. So Andy and all his fellows down mm-hmm. there hit us up quite regular. Is this Marine Corps guy I met at the bar? Fuck yeah. <laughs> on, yeah. My way to, uh, on my way to a hunting conference. 
really good news. So we have quite a few listeners, so like you know, yeah, feel free, man. Absolutely. Yeah, well, there, our our coordinator, you know, our, our leadership here, our guy, uh, um, his name's Trevor Hubs. I'll give a shout out to him. He's uh, I want to say an 82nd Airborne veteran, um, really cool guy, and he speaks extremely well on on what we're trying to do. So, um, but anyway. Uh, he has certainly organized our mandate and our mission and, and trying to give opportunity and, and, and exploit the, the value for, for hunting for veterans and active guys um, and trying to increase access. So, yeah, if you're in the armed forces or if you're a veteran of the armed forces, definitely look into the armed forces initiative. It's not so much a commitment, but definitely a community to be uh, belong to. And if you care about hunting and, and you want to pursue hunting on public lands, this is definitely a good organization to get into for sure. Yeah, honey P man. Well, shit. I think that's uh, I mean, that's good for us for here. Um, dude, thanks for thanks for joining us again, man. It's been yeah, a, man. It's been a while. It's always a great blast, to have buddy. you on here. These cocktails are just man. They are uh, they're in some knockout sauce <laughs> for sure. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, I don't even remember how to sign off anymore because I've had too many cocktails and it's been <laughs> such a great time. But to all our listeners, thank you so much for your continued support. Keep listening and uh, stay safe out there. Good night. Yeah.